to the Just Go Bike podcast. This is your host, Andrea Parrott. That's right, you're listening to Parrot Talk. Now look, listeners, or rather listen, since this is a podcast, a lot's been going on in our state lately. We've had some major, major weather events, and not to mention the plague that's going on right now. This isn't going to be the most exciting, happy episode of Parrot Talk you ever heard, but I feel like there's a couple important things that I'd like to talk about, and uh, I'll try to throw in a little fun along the way, but please know that when I'm joking in this podcast, it's just because sometimes the best way to deal with a bad situation is with a little humor. All right, with that being said, if you're not from Iowa and you haven't been watching the news, you might not know that we got a huge storm here this week called a derecho and basically that means that there were 100 mile an hour winds that came into our area for I don't know seemed like an hour I have no idea how long they were the wind was blowing I'll tell you the wooded area behind our house I've never seen the trees flatten so much luckily most of them bounced back but I personally my house got some some storm damage but it's nothing we couldn't recover from I hope you're all okay out there. I hope you're doing all right. I hope your family is safe. I hope you got your power back. That being said, I know a lot of the state does not have power, which is just bizarre. I mean, it's happened on Monday and I'm recording this podcast on a Friday. It's a long time. But if you've been out at all and you've seen all the power lines that are down and the trees that are laying on the power lines, even still, you understand why. I know I've seen the power crews come through my neighborhood a couple times, so I know they're working on it, but you just gotta, you gotta just, I don't know, be shocked at the amount of devastation that happened just that one morning. The Ragbri team was on a phone call when the storm approached and we were looking at the radar and said, oh, it looks like it's going to miss us. It'll be fine. And then our team member in West Des Moines said, shoot this, uh, all the sirens are going off. I got to go to my basement. And we're like, okay, sure, you go to your basement, be safe. We'll keep going with the call. And then our team member from Central Des Moines said, now my storm sirens are going off. I got to go to the basement. And at that point, I took my clue as I live in East Des Moines (laughs) to get my buns down into the basement. And pretty soon, within five minutes, we had no power. And the storm was upon us. And it was just really intense and happened really fast. So I know... Several cyclists were out on the trail. I mean, it was a beautiful day before that. And again, it looked like it would just be a normal storm. So I know some people were lucky enough to escape the storm. I know that one rider in the Cedar Rapids area was unfortunately killed out riding on the trail. I mean, really, it could have been any of us. So try to take a moment today to remember the cyclist who was killed on the trail. It's really, really tragic. And uh, honestly, Like I said, it could happen to anyone. It's a major concern um, being in a storm on the trail. And it's always good to have some sort of plan for severe weather. Whether or not you'll have time to enact that plan is down to luck probably. But it's always nice to be prepared if you can. And not put yourself in a dangerous situation if you know it's going to storm. Stay home. Um, That being said, I did within yesterday go out and cycle a little bit in my neighborhood. The trails are really not looking great right now. There's branches down everywhere. There's dangling branches. 
if you do choose to go out, even now, days after the storm, just I caution you to be careful because the people, obviously the city and county crews have been paying attention to streets and homes and businesses and not to the bike trails, which completely understandable. So just be careful out there. Um, if you see any big sticks or things that you could safely move off the trail, maybe go ahead and do that. But otherwise, just exercise the utmost of caution while you're out there cycling. So, yeah, the derecho, it's hard not to think about it. But, all right, I'm going to move on to what happened last weekend, which is what I had intended on talking about <laughs> this whole podcast, which is the Pigtails Ride. The only one of the Ragbride training series to make it this year in this COVID year to completion. Um, I did see some debate out there whether or not it would be safe to ride pigtails. And I tell you, it was also a concern of mine, but I felt like Mark and his team did a really good job keeping that ride safe for everyone as safe as possible during this plague times. So I'd say for me, the biggest challenge of doing the pigtails ride which is up on the High Trestle Trail, starting in Ankeny and going up to Woodward and back. Um, the biggest challenge was riding all that way with some of my favorite friends and not hugging anyone. I'm not going to name names. I had some really awesome women that I was riding with, people who I really love and admire, but could not touch. So, and I haven't seen them for months. <clears throat> but, you know, hey, at least I got to see them. It was just really fun and energizing to see them even from a distance in real life to you know sometimes you can zoom all you want and talk on the phone all you want but sometimes to just see your friends in person it's a big relief so I personally brought all my own food and drinks because I didn't know what the environment was going to be like it turns out that Mark and his team had a fantastic and Michelle had a fantastic setup where you could just pick up your food in a little brown lunch bag not touch a soul, not get near a soul to eat and drink. Um, you can go to the porta potty um, and you could use a no touch water fountain. So it really was felt very safe. Um, of course, it does feel weird to be in a large crowd, but I really didn't. I don't worry that I had contracted anything on this ride because I wore my mask every time I was even kind of close to anyone. And all the pigtails people that I saw all the women riding were also very safe and very conscious about wearing their masks. I mean, basic etiquette that we've all learned to go through and, you know, prepare with this uh, epidemic that's been going on. Um, I was concerned. I have to tell you, I was concerned about going, going to the bathroom. I mean, I'm okay with going to the bathroom in a field, but if you ride along high trestle, there's not always a place to do that, especially when you're a big group. I don't want to be like embarrassing to other people, but it, a lot of the bars and restaurants along the trail have been really careful to put out, uh, porta potties, kibos along the way with hand sanitizer in them. I brought like a literal gallon of hand sanitizer with me and used it. Um, so that was nice. We also sort of took our time, rode at the back of the pack, and we also didn't go the whole way because it felt safer to be separate from the group and not be, you know, in the big pack of people. Although I will say that not as many people rode this year, of course. A lot of people decided to not register and stay home or register and still stay home 
Um, if you're someone who would normally ride pigtails, I would suggest that you think about donating to Mark, Michelle, and the Bike Coalition because they're still out there working to make sure that the streets and trails are safe for you. A lot of their events may have been canceled, but their work at the state house has not. So just consider it as you, if you have any extra money, and I know a lot of people don't. So just keep your, keep it as an option. That be All that being said, I just cannot wait to go back to our regular Baycoon ride, Pigtails ride, and Big Grove rides, and of course, Ragbri. Hopefully next year. Be safe out there. Wear your masks. Uh, stay inside so we can go out and ride next year. Uh, with that, I thought I would end this episode with um, a little poem from one of our listeners, Steve Rose, who's a professor emerita at Simpson College. And I will tell you, Steve, clearly he did not know that the derecho was going to happen before he wrote this poem. So this poem is in the scope of maybe weather that we would normally experience on Ragbri and not something so extreme as we've had this year. So uh, please keep that in mind as I read this poem. A barn along an Iowa bike ride in July begs to be a refuge during a rain. Creaking slide doors already open. Sky dropping raindrops the size of pie slices. The blacktop steaming like a coffee urn. 7,000 fools pedal, garbed in colors that make ditch lilies and chicory wince. In bunches of 40 or so. The load of a cattle truck. The cyclists leave the route, holing up like swallows in barns and machine sheds. They pass the time in water bottles, trade butt ointments and lies. The farm wife makes coffee for a while, but gives up. She just as well water field corn with a garden hose. The riders wait for the sun to carve some amber into the clouds. They mount their machines, toe clips clicking into place on the pedals, helmets strapped on, eyes begging the skyline so they might ride into absurdity, costumed as Ragbri Iowa. And again, that was by Steve Rose. Uh, he's written 12 Ragbri's and the last 11 of them with the skunks. He's also published a couple of books of poetry and individual poems in a score of magazines and journals, including the Midwest Quarterly, and So It Goes, a journal dedicated to the memory of Kurt Vonnegut, the Journal of Medical Literature, and a dime bag of poetry. That's it for today's episode. If you got a question for Parrot Talk, a suggestion for the show, or some ragbri poetry that you'd like to share with us, please message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at JustGoBike. Or you can always email me at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, everybody, stay safe out there. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. 
For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.